Hey everybody, John Quick here. Before we dive into the episode, I want to let everybody know we're doing a giveaway. So if you're finding this on Facebook, great. If you have not found this on Facebook, go to Must Read Alaska's Facebook. This post will be pinned to the top. The full video of Thunder's Catch will be pinned to the top. Like, comment, share, tag a friend. Each one of those will be one entry to win a swag giveaway with probably some smoked salmon and their new smoked salmon chowder product. Uh, I will pick somebody Sunday evening. I'll do a video on who wins. But in order to enter, it's free to entry uh, for this giveaway. Go to our Facebook. The full video will be pinned to the top. Like, comment, share, tag a friend. And I'll pick somebody on Sunday for a swag giveaway for Thunder's Catch. Without further ado, we'll go into the episode. Thanks. Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And we had a doozy last night here on the Kenai Peninsula. We had, I don't know, almost all of Nikiski out of power, but the great folks at Homer Electric were out there diligently working. Man, those guys and gals, they're like frontline folks. It doesn't matter if it's windy, snowy, raining, tropical storm. They're out there in the middle of the night fixing the power line. So I want to say a big thank you to them. They probably don't get a lot of uh, gratitude and uh, want to make sure that they feel like they've done a great job. So thank you so much for doing that last night. You're probably up till power line folks are probably up till, I don't know, three o'clock in the morning fixing stuff. But we have a very special uh, treat today and special guest today. We have the uh, two owners of Thunder Catch, Karen, t- sorry, Taryn and Kara. They are the two captains. I think they're both captains. They can correct me if I'm wrong later, but they have an awesome brand. Uh, not only do they fish in the Bristol Bay, but they sell their loot and their gold, which happens to be salmon, to folks all over the U.S. And they're here to tell us about their really cool business. Without further ado, welcome to the Must Read Alaska show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, John. Well, tell us a little bit. We'll kind of get in, uh, you know, to what your business is and how awesome it is in a little bit. But tell us a little bit about where you grew up, each of you. And what got you, what, how did fishing become your first love? Well, I uh, I grew up in, uh, yeah, up, up northern Idaho, Bonners Ferry. And um, I, grew, I grew up in the summers in Bristol Bay, Alaska, every single year of my entire life. So my parents taught, brought me up before I could even walk and kind of taught me how to fish at the early, early ages. So, oh, 15 years ago, I bought my own boat after my dad really taught me as much as he could about fishing, drifting, it's called, with with boats. And um, yeah, I've been, I love it. It's in my blood and God, and then I uh, met Kara about 10 years ago. We're married now and uh, she came up. Go ahead, Kara. 
Well, yeah, I, I mean, I should say this is this was definitely Taryn's world. And um, I would have <laughs> I didn't even know a career like this even was a feasible option for someone who, you know, led a pretty, pretty standard, very, very lucky, privileged lifestyle, but um, had I had no sights of ever doing this before I met Taryn. And um, I would say when we first met, obviously he had been fishing his, his whole life, you know, when we met and um, he had this idea of bringing his catch to share with our community in Sandpoint, Idaho, where we live now. And um, we realized we both, we both had different skills and backgrounds career-wise. Um, Taryn used to work more on the wholesale side in the off seasons of fishing. He worked for one of the bigger fishing companies um, doing imports and exports all over the world. And then I came from a sales and marketing background. So we both um, have a very, very different skill sets that we both recognize and appreciate in the other person. And we thought this could actually make a, a decent team. So we started at so so the first summer I came up and I fished with his family set netting in Bristol Bay and then hopped on his boat at the end and we brought back a portion of our of our catch from the summer and started at farmers markets and in our in our small little mountain town of 7500 people right. and um to so get to get started we had to uh belay about 300 fish throughout the entire night um <laughs> just to get it on alaska air cargo by 6 p.m the next day it was insane but we needed a just to get in the farmer's markets we needed you know ah, i don't know it was the only way to afford it back then to get started it was pretty neat now we leave the filleting to the professionals at the, <laughs> at the process that first time. that first time you were frantically filleting uh, 300 exactly very first time now it's all yeah fda approved everywhere yeah. so talk to me a little bit about how much work goes into this because i think you know folks that are going to listen to this from all over the u.s and around the country they're going to think that you're you know casting a line or whatever and it's just you know coming in the boat every time it's just so easy and i bet that this is a grind it's a hustle it's not guaranteed you're out there you know probably 15 16 hours a day sometimes talk to me a little bit about the work that goes into getting what you get at the end of every season well the season in alaska in the summertime during the big salmon run it's the largest sockeye run in the world bristol bay um this year's forecast is for 39 million fish wow last, last year we had 53 million and then the year before was the biggest we've ever seen it in history which was a little over 80 million fish um so it's a huge salmon run, extremely sustainable. So there's a lot of fish to catch and fish and game allows you, allows all the fishermen at certain times of the day to go catch them. So when they're really big runs or they see a lot of fish coming, they say, go for it, go for 12 hours, go for 16 hours straight. So it's a, it's a complete grind, catch as, catch as much as you can. Um, before the fish go up to the rivers and spawn because the rivers can only take about 12 million fish uh, before they kind of overpopulate and there's no room for 
their eggs to, you know, to rest because you got fins flapping all over and um, they're really good at managing exactly how many fish should go up there to spawn to maximize the numbers for the future runs. So this past few years, oh my gosh, uh, this past summer, I, I slept an average of an hour and a half to two hours a day. <laughs> um, but the adrenaline of and the love of fishing somehow, and I don't even drink coffee. It just gives me energy to keep going. Uh, so Tara, I, ta tell me a little bit about your first summer there. Where, did you think, holy crap, what did I get myself into? This is a lot of work. <laughs> oh, well, gosh. Um, I mean, I was just going to say, he's not exaggerating when he says that's what his sleep schedule is. He does a really good job um, rotating crew. So on the back deck, you know, we get, we as crewmen, if we're working back there, get a little bit more respite, um, of course, but it is, a, it is a grind and, um, but I don't know. I think there's something about it. Um, there's certainly, I, I, we like to say, you know, up in Alaska, the, that part of our whole operation and our business of harvesting the fish is, is the, that's the easy part. Um, you know, the, the work back home with the, the daily grind and the computers and stuff. Um, that's, that's the job, but up in Alaska, I mean, yeah, it's physically incredibly demanding, but there's something meditative about it. And, um, you know, just with physical, physical, labor there's to be able to you know fall asleep instantly when your head hits the pillow <laughs> what a gift <laughs> well it's got to um, feel good because you all you work so hard and then at one point you probably came back you're giving you know you're doing farmer's market and you build this brand thunder thunder catch talk to me a little bit about that moment in time where you guys thought well we could probably get more people to you know there's people liking our product people are loving what we're doing Let's sell this above and beyond our little community. So talk to me a little bit about what um, kind of steered you all to create this awesome brand where people now can enjoy chowders and smoked salmon and a bunch of other things. Mm, thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess in our in our town, we, we live in a very like active, healthy mountain town. And so when we brought our catch home, it was so well received by the community and um i mean that just definitely gave us a big boost of confidence that people are like really into loving what we're doing people have there's so much inherent value in um people really appreciate knowing where their food comes from especially in um especially in the seafood industry when there's a lot of um a lot of unknowns, you know, so to have that direct connection, um, I think for our customers, they take a lot of pride in, I mean, they go out of their way to source from us. And, and of course we take, we're so honored to be able to share it with them. So it's a huge driving force for, for us to do what we do in the off season. But I think after, um, just how well it was received at the farmer's market level, um, we kind of, branched into how do we share this with the communities in the off season of the farmers markets and we approached our local co-ops and grocers and it just was almost like too easy to 
get it in the stores and um they love our story and they love the sustainability we yeah. we yeah a lot of people who buy salmon they are concerned about the the run side you know the sustainability and we we like to and they're pleased to be assured that this salmon that we're catching we can't catch enough of them they're they're so sustainable up there and um so that's why they have been buying farm salmon and it's really nice to teach them wild is so much better than oh, yeah. the farmed in health benefits and um the environment yeah it's a night and day difference it's not even yeah. comparable it's you know almost. yeah and we i mean and we have um you know we we don't use any preservatives in our any of our products we keep everything really clean and i think I think there's just a huge um, need for that. And people really, really, really seek it out and appreciate it. And um, so there was kind of an opening in the marketplace for that. And that's, I mean, our, our biggest um, project of late um, is our chowder, which is one of our, our newest products. But that was just something that was inspired by us because we like to um, recreate in the outdoors and we wanted something that we could eat and take in the backcountry with skiing and camping and um you know you can take smoked salmon but after you you know there's kind of a a timeline of when you want to consume that so we wanted a product that was nourishing and um made with really good clean ingredients in our fish and um that's kind of how that idea was was born and um yeah we've been able to we figured out a way to make it shelf stable nice. with no ni no nitrates or preservatives so we can oh, wow. now ship ship to the east coast or globally if we can't so much and it's a two-year shelf life so people can put it in their pantry they can take it to work they can get a nice crusty bread and serve it as serve it to guests last minute or their families it's pretty neat we're really excited about this so my guess is you don't get that much downtime right because you go catch it you figure out how to get it back to wherever you need to get back to then you land in sandpoint and you're like holy crap i got 50 70 100 orders coming in i gotta <laughs> so like um do you ever get any downtime what do you all like to do if you ever do get downtime well i mean there is a lot of it's just the two of us running running this whole thing so um, you definitely get out what you put in as any business owner knows. Um, but there is a lot of flexibility in being able to, you know, work hard and play harder sometimes and take breaks. And, um, yeah, we, we love to travel and we love anything outdoors. We love mountain biking and, and skiing. Nice. Um, but Taryn is, Taryn's amazing at being able to work from anywhere whereas I kind of need the structure of a home office but it's quite the transition from fishing on one side of it with no cell phones and yeah. you get back to the lower continental and you you got right. you now got 14 phones and you're ordering <laughs> yeah right. now you kind of have to pace yourself we have these, to reintegrate back into society a we, little bit we have these salmon stock ups on our website thunderscatch.com and um so people can pre-order their 
So when we're up there fishing, they can pre-order. Nice. And all right. We come home and we have many cases of our sockeye fillets, freshly frozen boneless sockeye fillets to ship them throughout the whole country. So at a certain date, that's when, when we get all that fish, that's when we, we work hard, we ship them all. And we do that three times a year around Christmas time before we go back up fishing. And then right after we go fishing. So, yeah, I would say we, we kind of work in, in sprints of, yeah, we chunk it out, like getting our community and our direct customers stocked up with their fish. And then we, you know, monthly restock our grocers and co-ops and, um, and our restaurants weekly. And, um, you, you can't, you can't do it all every day, but we're, we're trying to, uh, get on a better sustainable schedule. With yeah. That. So people are going to listen to this and think to themselves, man, these two people are just killing it. And I, you know, maybe they're entrepreneurs too. There's going to be entrepreneurs listening to this and they're not going to go, they're not going to know where to start. They're going to think they can never do this. What kind of advice would you give um, aspiring entrepreneurs that are maybe just starting out and hoping to be successful? Um, You guys have, you all have experienced some success. You're in the midst of probably having more success down the road. What's some advice you'd give to folks? Well, that's very generous. I'm sure from the outside looking in, it maybe is perceptively different because yeah, it's, it's a, any entrepreneur goes, it's, it's tough. And um, sometimes the, it's so hard to focus on your greater goal when you're just entrenched in the daily operations of it all. And I think, um, gosh, I I could go so many different directions with what's been really helpful for us, but Finding a mentor, um, which we were able to talk to, I think, you know, um, you broke up there for a second. We've been able to connect with a a mentor who kind of has helped us step outside um, just the daily functions and operations of it all and, and really ask us the bigger picture questions of, well, the, the whys and, um, just the small act of like getting out of that and, um, kind of reinvigorates the, the drive, I would say, and, and your purpose and your vision. And, um, cause it is, I, I don't know if we broke up, but it was, I was saying it's at least for us, it's really easy to just get entrenched with the daily operations and, um, and just remember what you're working for. Cause there's, and with us, there's so many different directions that, that we want to take our business that we could take our business, but just the limited capacity of um, being a small family operation kind of has its, its uh, restrictions there at the moment. But um, yeah, having someone in your, in your wheelhouse to, just to bounce ideas off of and connect and, and capitalizing on those connections to um, the more people that you can talk to, whether, whether it's in your industry or even better outside of it, I think really brings a lot to the, to the table and your vision and your inspiration, at least for us. That's awesome. So what's next for y'all thunders catch, you know, is, you know, I, I was joking earlier when we were 
on uh, during the pre-interview, but man, I, this, I think it's only a matter of time before this is thing. This is in Sprouts and Walmart and the biggest chains, Albertsons, Fred Meyer. Um, I think this time next year, you guys will probably look back and think, Oh man, we got some, we experienced a lot of growth. So what's next for y'all? What would be ideal? You look back five years from now, where do you see Thunder's catch? Well, this, I guess we, we just got into Harris Teeter stores in the East coast. There are about 258 of them uh, for our salmon chowder, because it, it is, it's shelf stable. It's easy to ship them. And uh, we're really, really excited to share the communities over there, that product. Um, they reached out to us when we were at the Boston Seafood Show this year, and we won first place in new retail item for that chowder out Congrats. of out of fifty one countries and seventy one, you know, finalists. Um, yeah, it was a small company like us against these huge ones <laughs> to win that award. I I had no idea we would do that, so that was pretty great. So we want to keep going with that momentum and. Um, yeah, I think a lot of retailers will love to have that first place retail item. So we, we need to reach out to some brokers, I think, and, um, just kind of work into, yeah, exactly what you said, Everson's Safeways, a, a lot of other, uh, you know, REI would be the ideal. In the, oh, that'd in be the, great. <laughs> yeah. But. We, and I guess the nature of I, another touching point for growing your business is like set your visions high, but work towards what's sustainable because um, I think that's, what's been really helpful for us is we've just been inching closer to what we want to do in a, well, in a, in a sustainable fashion year after year, you know, it's hard to really take that leap unless you have um major investors and stuff, which if you do go for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, growth is it, growth is growth and just keep, keep, keep climbing and keep striving. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think, I think some, we'd like to roll out um, specifically the chowder at a national level. Um, we think there's a lot of traction and momentum there specifically um, but also in other avenues too, we're kind of exploring, um, some food service options. So to be able to offer that product at a restaurant level or some, um, some other options that we can share later. <laughs> nice. So, um, there's going to want to be, there's going to be people thinking, how do I order this? Where do I go? Talk to folks about where they can find you, how they can order it. Your, you know, where are you at on Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, well, our our website is thunderscatch.com. And I should say the where that whole namesake comes from is Tarn's boat's name is Thunder. So nice. our business is Thunder's Catch. Um, so thunderscatch.com, you can order online and we can ship anywhere in the country. Um, you can also find our chowder on Amazon. Um, so free shipping if you have Prime. And then, you know, you just type in Thunder's Catch Salmon Chowder and it's our smoked salmon chowder. You'll it'll pop up right away. Big, nice, beautiful orange coral colored package. And on social, I, I kind of I I mostly run our social accounts. Um, 
we're a thunders catch on Instagram or, or Facebook as well. Um, I go in and out of whether how active I am or, you know, if we're on the fishing boat, of course, we don't really have cell phone service or anything. So, um, there might be a little radio silence and dry spell there, but we try and try and keep up with it when we can. Nice. Well, any last minute thoughts here before we head off? No, I would love everyone to try our salmon. We have a, a beautiful, amazing sockeye fillets and we ship nationwide. So just check us out on our website, thundersketch.com. And- yeah, I think it's just, it's a product that, I mean, salmon is just, it's so, so amazing for you. And it's one of those foods that feel good when you eat it, good for the environment. And um, we just, you know, we, I like have more of a spiritual approach to it, but it's, it just nourishes your mind, your body, mind, and spirit when you eat it. And um, yeah, it's just an incredible, incredible product and the more i think the more people are willing to try it it's we're we're all better off for it so nice well folks listening we're going to do something really awesome um when i post this facebook video the full length facebook video um i'm going to choose somebody who leaves a comment or shares or likes the post i'm going to put your name in a hat like we've done in the past i'm going to draw literally draw out a name and that that person is going to win some swag and some cool gifts from Thunder's Catch. Um, they're going to send it directly to that person. We'll do a little, um, I'll do a video on who the winner is, I don't know, uh, Sunday evening. And uh, it'll be fun. So if you're listening, watching, or reading, go to our Facebook, Must Read Alaska's Facebook. Find the full video. I'll pin it to the top of the page. I'll leave it there till Sunday evening. Comment, like, or share the post. Do all three. You get three entries. And I'll pick a name out of the hat. And uh, that person will win some swag and maybe some salmon from Thunder's Catch. So Yeah, some salmon love. We'll send it your way. Salmon chowder. (laughs) Nice. So I want to encourage everybody also to go to Thunder's Catch website. I'll put it in the description of the podcast. And uh, go buy yourself some some salmon. This is uh, a couple who has worked really hard. Um, Every year they go and they fish in in the summer at Bristol Bay. And they come back and they get to share their bounty with folks all over the U.S. And so let's uh, support them and and go buy some of their stuff. If you listen, watch, or read Must Read Alaska and you like what you hear, go to mustreadalaska.com. And you want to help keep the lights on, you can donate to Must Read Alaska. There's a little donate button every $5, $10, $100. Helps keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska. And until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska. Thank you. Thank you.